The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Security Box, Podcast 94. On this program today, we are going to talk about something called Emergency Data Requests. The abbreviation is EDRs. Emergency data requests are usually done when someone is in immediate danger, and it also bypasses the courts or other approval processes. You will learn about what happened with one researcher who was forced off of Twitter because of a fake. This has become a huge problem, says Krebs on security. This is because there are over 18,000 jurisdictions within the United States alone, and actors are realizing that they can push fake EDRS which could turn out dangerous. The two articles will be linked to the blog, and we will also see what others want to contribute as well. Thanks so much for listening, and make it a great day. Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book files from the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff, and if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people, and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives, so I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. 
Sorry, sir. I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Primer on KKNX. All right, folks. We were giving people a chance to get on for the security box, and I now have one other person as we're just getting started. And, notifications. Uh, notifications from calendar. so let's bring on. Club deck and uh, let's go ahead and get this party started. Are you gonna? There you go, computer. Nicholas Jackson! Yep. Nice and late, but I guess we're making progress because it's not half an hour late. <laughs> no, you're, you're nice and late, but I opened the room on time. I said, well, give people a minute or so, and then around five after, I said, fine, we'll get started. Yeah. And of course, we play our normal thing. That's three minutes. And, okay. uh... So you're not that bad in the late department. Good. <laughs> so before we get started with our big topic, I've got a brand new person who wants to get me into crypto. Now, oh. Gosh, what? Now, this is abs but that's not what I'm t this is not why I'm talking about it, Nick. Okay. It's th that's not really why I'm talking about it. I'm not going to mention their names although I did they did follow me at the same time I went into that room on Monday. Mhm. Mm but they're not part of that club. And okay. they've got a good follow-to-following ratio, so I'm like, okay, you know, I'll give them a chance. I know I read the profile. I thought, you know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. But this is absolutely outrageous. 
And I thought I would talk about this. It's not the fact that it's another crypto person. That's not what bothers me. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Hello, waving hand sign. I will. I will like to introduce you to ongoing program. To this ongoing program to help you help generate uh, 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 markets. Blah 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 blah. Right. That's right. not what bothers me. Um, they talk about how bots and, and I've seen these emails by the way they come through my spam folders like get a um, it's a YouTube link that that talks about how to set up a, a generation bot oh gosh for crypto uh-huh. and it sounds like it works it's you know it's it is what it is I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing alright I, they ask me if I'm interested. I tell them no. It's it's volatile, which which crypto is. It's it it is a volatile market. I told them I know how it works, which I do. And then they ask me if I've heard of forex trading, which I have. I have a bunch of people on Clubhouse who've tried to get me to buy. That's not what bothers me. It's conversation. Okay, fine. They're saying it's a fast growing online stock market. That's the goal. Stock market. That means it can have problems. Right. Where investors or slash entrepreneurs trade in gold currency, cryptocurrency, slash Bitcoin. In five days trading making huge profits that's where they're wrong it's not huge profits it's three percent not huge Mm-mm. you don't have to fix the trading yourself and they claim that your funds are 100 percent safe <coughs> let me make this clear When you invest in this, from what we've been able to learn, you're only making 3%. Now, the discussion isn't so bad. Let's read you what the profile says. Yes. Go for it. Now, I'm not going to mention the person's name nor am I going to pin it on the room alright invest $500 to earn $5,000 okay Mm-hmm. No, $5,800. Mm-hmm. 
Invest $600, $6,800. to $7,800. Okay. Uh-huh. Eight thousand to eight thousand eight hundred. Nine hundred to earn nine thousand eight hundred dollars. Uh huh. Ten thousand for ten thousand five hundred dollars. Interesting. Problem. That's a question, by the way. Um, Problem? For one thing, for one thing, it seems weirdly specific, like those numbers they're giving out. Yes. And that's not how it works. But am I going to tell them that? I'll let them believe whatever they want. But have you heard the latest Kim Commando today? No. Podcast. The... The uh, one-minute podcast, not the full 40-minute podcast. I have not. It brought me right awake at 7.30, quarter to 8 this morning. And maybe I will go ahead... Notifications. Calendar. Tomorrow. Twitter. Eight minutes ago. And... Twitter.com slash ice on my Akashic HTTPS. Play. Sports. 24 minutes ago. WNBA struggles with it. Yeah. Voice. Open navigation. Men. App. Newsify. Active. Closing news. Who's calling me? Right now I'm not dealing with phone calls. Who's calling? Freelance. Freelance. Oh, you know what? They're going to have to wait. I know. I know. Decline. Button. Who, who's calling me? But Braille Institute's going to have to wait. Button. Oh boy. I'm in a show right now, and so I will call them back. Now. We are going to play this. Now, mind you, here are from Kim Commando. They're not ours. Mm -hmm. But we have to play it in full, and Kim is responsible for what you're about to hear. Commando daily tech update. Kim Commando. How to record a smartphone video in an emer- is crypto dying? May 11th, two minutes. Is crypto dying? Is the ordeal. Okay. Play again. Button. So here we go. Back. Button. Most of the time, the best investment advice is remain calm. Do not panic. But if you're heavily invested in cryptocurrency, now is not one of those times. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Protect your car from expensive repairs. Visit carshield.com slash Kim and save 10%. Deductible may apply. The Spectator is a highly respected British weekly. In fact, it's the oldest magazine in the world. But it's just one of many sounding the crypto alarm. A story written by Ross Clark is simply entitled, Crypto is Dead. Now, I won't go that far, but it is a fact that as an investment, cryptocurrencies of all types are in big trouble. CNBC reports the crypto experiment is unraveling. Their words, not mine. 
40% of all crypto investors are underwater. Bitcoin in particular is down 55% from its all-time high last November. As the spectator writes, with cryptocurrency, it's not so much that they've crashed, but that they've become boring to big-time investors. I post more tech news. That's it. I'm not going to uh, let the last commercial. I mean, it's going to be on the air, but it is what it is. So basically, they're losing money. And a lot of it. It isn't what you think it is. I don't know what the high was in Bitcoin specifically. But can you imagine 40% of investors lost money? Oh my gosh. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> now, I'm not going to, I'm, you know. We know that Mount Gox. Oh, what's this? Let's see what this is. Alright, never mind the commercial. We're hearing it live. Let's first talk about how to record video on an iPhone in an emergency. When the screen is locked on your iPhone, press the power button on the side. Now there's no need to open your phone. Simply press the camera button on the lower right for about two seconds. Then press and hold the shutter button and here's the magic. Photo mode instantly turns into video mode and a video starts recording. Now since there are so many different Android phones, I can't give you slam dunk steps that work for all of them. Oh, talking about, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah, video recording. Then press and yeah. hold on the shutter button to take a video. Get more tech smarts by listening. All right, that was awesome. Yeah. All right, anyhow, that was kind of cool. A bonus tip for you all who want to do video. I'm not going to tell these people that uh, people have lost money. That's not my goal. I pretty much told this person that you're that you're contacting a disabled person and there's no way that a disabled person can afford the type of money that it would take to invest in something like that. Right. And that's the honest truth. That is the honest truth. How am I going to make $10,800 by giving right. somebody $10,000? Right. How does that work? One, one notification. Play button. Can somebody explain that to me? Just thought I'd bring this up. I wanted to read the profile mainly because these numbers don't make sense. And it's good you did. And I'm not about to tell people what they should believe and what they shouldn't believe. If you want to invest, 
That's great. I would say do it wisely and only do what you can and to end with people whom you can trust. So that's, but I, I wanted to talk about these numbers because anybody's going to say whatever they want to get you to bite. Yep. That's how fishing and all of this stuff gets in, gets started anyway, by some form of discussion. Right? That's exactly right. So, why am I going to sit here and say that uh, I'm interested? Which clearly I like the technology, but I don't like. I don't like the fact that uh, it is pretty much a stock market risk that I don't know if that's something I personally want to take. Yeah, it makes sense. But I figured I'd throw this out there as a discussion. I don't want to tell people how they should invest their money if they do that. I'm throwing this out there because it just seems outrageous and uh, it doesn't seems way make too, sense. Way too good to be true. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. We've talked about scams on this program and other types of uh, programs and rooms here on Clubhouse have talked about Scams, and I'm not saying this person's trying to scam me. I'm just being honest. I don't have the money to uh, do what needs to be done to be able to uh, invest. And we have somebody at the bottom, or did. I don't know if we still do. Well, I saw that, but I don't uh, know where they went. And where did my Braille display go? Oh, there it is. I see it. It got moved, and I wasn't told where it went. Now, they could have raised their hands if, hand if they wanted, and I would have been, uh, I would have brought them up. I don't want to scare anybody, but I want people to understand what's happening in the you industry. And Guess what? Don't and I don't think this is just a clubhouse problem. I think this is a mm -hmm. social media problem. Yep. So. Yeah, they're not here now. The, well, it, I, it's a social media problem. That this cryptocurrency make you know what is it? I think it sounds like four or five times. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. Speaking of that, I took a look at that person's profile. One of the very first thing they say, 4x4, 4 by like 4x trader. Yes. 
Normally, I don't follow them back, but I'm like, you know what? Their numbers are pretty good. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You know? Mm hmm. But most of these guys have like a few followers and like four or five hundred following, and I don't follow them. Right. But this one had like 300 something across the board. I thought, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I am. Like I said, I'm not mentioning names. It's not appropriate sometimes to be mentioning names. I just want people to understand what is going on in this industry. Yeah. Well, before we get started with our big topic of EDRs what do you have in the landscape I know I've not blogged I know I've no I've not posted a whole lot in the last week I've been very very busy working mm-hmm what have you seen that you want to talk about well um, I did see a post last night actually kind of about the uh the latest Patch Tuesday roundup? Yes, I did send that out last night. And I haven't seen the um, updates yet, but uh, I'm sure They'll they're be coming. coming. Yeah, it's, I'm sure. Is that something we should be covering? <laughs> because I've got other topics in mind. Or um, I, should I just blog it? I thought the post I saw last night covered it pretty darn well. So I don't know that we need to. Other than, you know, just a side note that, hey, Patch Tuesday happened and, you know, there are a number of critical and important things that have been patched up. So, you know, might want to fix that and get those updates. Yep, and... I can write a brief little summary in next in the next file, but I, it's not going to be the major topic. Well, it doesn't have to be. I, I think that's I think that's what it deserves, to be honest. Okay. What else caught your eye? Um. Well. There was kind of a companion story, I think. Well, not officially, but one that goes with the EDR story. And I believe it was something along the lines of Twitter may have disclosed private data. May have disclosed. Yes. And yes. One, that is the that is. And I added that to this, to today's discussion. Mm hmm. So we will I think actually go together. be talking about that one. And that one was written before Krebs's article. So I. Or maybe it was written after Krebs's article because it, it did mention that Krebs wrote on this, and so we're actually going to cover it in that particular order. We're going to do CyberScoop, and then we're going to cover Krebs. Oh, cool. So we are going to cover that. 
I saw that and I said, ooh, got to add this before I, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I read it too and I can see exactly why. I did, I did, I, I didn't even have to ask you if I should add that one. I just added it. Nice. Because I, I, and people will see why. I call this podcast the EDR system fake versus real. And there are two articles today we're going to uh, take from. One I read much later than the first, but both are worth talking about in relation to another, I write. The first talks about fake EDRs that used to run off res- uh, to run off researchers that was done by an alleged actor, while the other talks about the EDR process and gives some very detailed numbers from various companies like Facebook and Apple. We're not going to cover those numbers, but we'll talk about the gentleman who has started a company to try and change the fake EDR problem and talks about why he left his former employer. The articles are Twitter may have given users private data to a ransomware hacker who then ran a researcher offline by CyberScoop and fighting fake EDRs with, quote, credit ratings, end quote, for police by Krebs on security. Yes, were you and I just thinking along the same lines? Yep. You didn't even have to tell me to cover that one. I spotted that, and before I even sent it to the list, I said, gotta have. Ooh, gotta have. Gotta have. Let's go ahead and start with the first article. Twitter may have given users private data to a ransomware hacker who then ran a researcher offline, which was written by CyberScoop. And when I read this article, it seems like we're always targeting Russia. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Like... We're supposed to believe that Russia's all too uh, too goody two-shoes? Right. I mean, look at what they've done to Ukraine. And let's not even talk about um, what's that other country that's now getting targeted? 
I saw uh, which one? Was it? I I, I don't want to say Yugoslavia. Um, I forget now. If you've not <clears throat> read this article, the first paragraph states, "Quote: A man living in Russia, whom the U.S. government accused." of being involved in multiple are evil ransomware attacks may be involved in a phony emergency disclosure request to Twitter used to threaten a ransomware researcher in recent weeks and force them offline end quote While policies at Twitter state that they will provide account information to law enforcement in response to a valid emergency disclosure request, criminals are finding loopholes. And at least with Twitter, they ask for things to be sent through its legal submission request site. So they are right. That process is good. Glad to have processes. Mm-hmm. A link to the policy is linked within this article. As of the time of writing, data is only available between January and June of 2021. Okay. But the article is still worth talking about because... Chances are it's gone up, in my opinion, since that data's been made available. I don't think it's gone down. Just saying. Yeah, I I think you're right. Of Of the 12,370 requests it received during this period... 15% were of the EDR type. What's 15% of 12,370? Really? Yeah, it does that. Fifteen percent times twelve thousand three hundred seventy equals one thousand eight hundred fifty-five dot five. Button. Oh wow! Fine. You put it up on screen and didn't. Oh, oh I know why. Because I per, I turned on my mutes. My mute. Uh, my mute. That's why it's not talking back to me. Fine. You guys got the number. That's a. Was it one thousand eight hundred? Eight hundred and fifty-five, I think. Fifty-five. Yeah. That's a lot. A portion of the next paragraph that I quote says, the disclosure request was just one of part of an ongoing and escalating series of threats against 
researchers and at least one blogger by a cyber criminal known as a Labaru or Sheriff. Both are in quotes. Yep. Or someone tying to pose. I didn't change this, okay? It's it, that's what it says, right? Someone yeah. tying to pose as them. Nicknames that security researchers in the past have tied <coughs> to Alexandru or Alexander. No, it's not Alex. It's Alec Sander. L A L E K S A N D R. Sicker. S I K E R. This suspect, according to reports, apparently has been living in St. Petersburg, Russia, and had ties to our evil, if not other gangs we don't know about, I write. The article states that he had ties to our evil, but it wouldn't surprise me if he had ties to others as well. That's why I wrote it that way. If this is the same suspect, the article states that the suspect has planted articles accusing the particular researcher of being a pedophile. By the way, with no proof. Of course not. The same period also threatened a blogger as well. And the article is not clear whether it is the same person or not. And will make it clear that we're not sure either. So it could be one person or it could could be two. I can't be sure of that. And I want to make it clear that we don't know. If this isn't bad enough, according to the next paragraph, it states, In an online chat with CyberScoop, a person claiming to be Sikorin said they've been threatening the researchers and the blogger because they make his work harder and because the person said they hate Americans. The person claimed without proof that recent allegations uh, yeah, that recent allegations that Sicker is also a Labertu a Lorardu L-A-L-A-R-T-U and Sheriff are true. End quote. Whoever this is talking to CyberScoop says they hate researchers and Americans. I don't. I love researchers. I love what they do. Facebook. Okay. Facebook. Why do I even have my account? That's another problem. Yeah. 
Uh, they waste their time. They write. Makes whoever this person is wanting to throw the decryption key away. You know? Here is where the two articles come together with this next paragraph, Nick. Mm-hmm. By the way, I gave you the notes yesterday. I wasn't feeling well on Monday, so I it took me an extra day, but I did uh, give you the same notes I'm reading from. Okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't checked yet, but... This particular paragraph says, quote, the person offering no proof said they worked with an American affiliate using a stolen government email to fake a death threat from the person associated with the Twitter account IDO underscore Cohen 2. A researcher who regularly tweeted about ransomware incidents and operated the darkfeed.io ransomware monitoring website. Twitter fell for the bait. Up, Twitter fell for the bait and gave up all his info and all quotes. The person that ran the affected account that seemed to be uh, to seem to have disappeared couldn't be reached for comment, according to the article. Twitter is not the only company dealing with this phony request for emergency data requests. And the way that this is done is by compromising valid police department accounts. And this is talked about in this article. It's also talked about in Krebs on Security's article. And this article goes into the Twitter fiasco and what happened to these researchers and bloggers and there's also other linked information within that particular article and while things linked within the blog and show notes so please feel free to check the article for more information Mm -hmm. about this because this is huge and this goes into one particular situation So that ends that article. So if you didn't think that I want, I mean, I could have, I could have covered a whole bunch more, but it would be pages and pages and pages and pages of, a braille. Yeah. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't read, I wouldn't read the article word for word, but I want to use some of these, some of the information as discussion points because some of it is is are good points. Yeah.
What do you think of that particular article? Wow, just the fact that, I mean, I know things, I know there's been some improvement, but the the fact that um, even without any proof of this, this kind of thing can happen, that's definitely scary. And it happened, and it's happened all the time. To, you know, uh, Twitter's not the only company that has fallen for this. Uh, you, if you read the Krebs on security article, you know Verizon and uh, was it Verizon? Um, I mean, I read it, but I can't remember at the moment either. And T-Mobile or Apple? I think it. I think it was actually Apple. Yeah, it was Apple. I think it was Apple. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't surprise me if all of the major big players, Google, Twitter, Apple, Verizon, T-Mobile, get yep. these types of, of requests. You know, us smaller guys like you and I and... and, and you know, web hosts and things of that. Well, web hosts could get this. So that's why I'm glad we're talking about it because right now they're targeting huge, you know, the bigger companies. But it wouldn't surprise me if I got a request that said, we have a, you know, this, that, or the other on this person. You need to give it up. And I'm going to say, absolutely not. I don't have a process for this. And uh, you're not from a police department, you know. If you're from a police department, then call me on my phone number, and we'll discuss it. My phone number's on my website. Right. The fact that they are able to compromise police departments' email... Makes me a little worried. Not that I would contact the police by email as it is. Right. But as you know, on one of the shows, we actually had the police in the complex and there was an actual situation going on. And uh, we do know that one person ended up getting arrested. Um, I know that there was another incident late night. I don't know what happened with it. I never found out. Uh, but we know there were two incidents in this complex where people were arrested. I don't know if it's the same one. I can't prove it. I don't know. But the point is, is if there's an actual situation, the police are going to be notified. And they will show up. They're not going to... Uh, they're not going to um, send you some sort of form and say, we need this information from you. Um, right. So, they're just going to show up and take care of the problem. Right. You've got the security box. I'm Jared Reimer, 98.6 The Mix and Blue Streak Radio. Uh, Blue Streak will be getting this at 6 in the morning Pacific Time, 8 Central Time on Friday. 
I hope that you guys are enjoying the program and please feel free to contact me. Let me quickly give out my contact information so that you can. You can email or iMessage me at J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com since this is uh, broadcasted through the Mix servers. I'm on the independent channel on Wednesday mornings and if I need to change, I can change to a Thursday. Um, and uh, Blue Streak Radio does have much older programs that I've provided them in case we are not able to make a program deadline. And uh, so that that's sort of what is happening over there at Blue Streak. I just want you guys to know that if I'm unable to do it, they have older programs available that they can choose to run. So, Nick, uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I think we need to be aware of this because we know that we've got people contacting us in regards to cryptocurrency. Yes. We know that people could, in theory, contact us and say, we need this information about whatever friend of yours and if you don't turn it over this is what's going to happen to you so it could be something similar in a different context for us right right the way so you're saying I think that this is why i want to bring this up it's not you know it's like the one guy i talked about on my podcast matt wheatman the one who basically went around telling me that he was, you know, he was a police officer and I, he needed, to, I needed to give him this person's phone number or he's going to disconnect my line, which he did. Because I, I said, first of all, you know, you're not from the police. The police don't call me from my own Fillmore box. Yeah. And they won't call me from numbers across the country and they will never ever use a spoof card they will call you from their own valid phone number set just like any other business he ended up getting 11 years in jail and you could read the book um cyberbullying where does your consequences where does your rights end and consequences begin and that chapter for Matthew Weekman is chapter 5 okay. um, there are other cases in the book where and all of them are true cases there are questions and answers and uh, it was a fascinating book yeah speaking of books I gave you one have you had a chance to read it? I have only very, very much started. I'm really not that far in. Okay. I thought I'd ask for a progress report. Okay. The book I recommended is a, is a four-volume book entitled Technology and Privacy in the Infra Information Age by Daniel Solov. It is available on 
Amazon. It's available. It's available on Bookshare and it's available on Bard as a Braille book. Um, I read a good majority of it, and it talks about what companies have done for many, many years before the internet. It's a little outdated. It's a 2004 book, but it is. I, I think it's still worth the read. And I definitely want to read it again because I don't know if I actually read the entire thing. I know I read a good portion of it. Um, all right. We are a little early for the top of the hour. Should we take a song break? I think we should. All right. Let's, uh, we're trying to figure out a little, we're, we're a little ahead of schedule. We did cover one article. I've taken Nick off air because we're starting to have a little bit of buffering issues, but it's, I, it corrected itself once, but didn't before, so... Um, let's play a song and uh, we'll see where we are I think for the song for this portion of the program is going to be titled In Secret from the 2010 album the True Harvest from Magnatune. And uh, when we come back, we will see where we are and uh, we'll go ahead and then break for our list where we want people to join us and learn. So let's play this track. I'm going to get Nick into my ears where he and I can chat a little bit. And uh, we'll be back in a little bit. This is the Security Box. This is Program 94, broadcasted Wednesday, May 11th, 2022.
98.6 to mix is independent channel on Blue Streak Radio. We are approaching the top of the hour broadcasting time on a Wednesday afternoon. So we are going to go ahead and pause for a commercial break in regards to an email list that we are running here on 98.6 The Mix's uh, list serve. In regards to the security box where we will post articles and uh, you're welcome to join us and learn and uh, talk about the articles and if we see discussion maybe we'll use it as a future discussion point um, for future topics. So uh, let us go ahead and uh, play that commercial and then we will come right back and <coughs> continue with our second article in regards to EDRs. So let's Go ahead and uh, pause. That was hand upon, Hands Upon Black Earth in secret from the 2010 album The True Harvest. So we're a little over an hour now, so let's go ahead and pause. And we will come back with more of the security box in just a moment. to join us on the security box email list several of us will post articles several may comment on the articles and you're welcome to join us to talk about what interests you post articles join the discussion and maybe learn something that you might not have learned before the subscription process is fairly easy just send a blank email to the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com or find a link to the security box at 986themix.com under the list for social media. This service is part of 986themix's email list. Come join us today. The Mix's Independent Artist Channel and Blue Streak Radio. We are now back on the air, I think. Uh, 
Why aren't you? There you are. Now, now be a good computer. Alright, now we should be good to go, Nick. We got one more article to go. Are we ready to cover it? What is going on here? Oh. Let's make this work right. I'm 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 not doing this correctly. What happened? Yeah, cuz like I was there. I, I completely I... broke it. Oops. That was my technical problem, not yours. Oh, okay. Alright, now we're ready to go. I'm just... I'm not tired. I'm just making a few mistakes. We'll be alright. Well, are we ready to go with our second article? I think we are. Fighting fake EDRs with credit rating for police what did you first think about this article well at first I have to say I was a little confused because I didn't quite see how that kind of thing would work but then I think reading the first article that you pointed out and you talked about just now like now that gave me kind of like a more real life example of it. So basically what's going to happen is you would use a portal mm-hmm. to submit it. And if you were valid, then the service would give you like a green mark. All right, go ahead. Uh, this police department's trusted. Yeah. If it's a newer one, they're going to say, let you know, just be cautious, but, uh, you know, just know that this, you know, this is a, a, you know, a new agency, so we're verifying to see how dire the emergency is before you can, you know, before you proceed, but, and that's, so, it's sort of like a rating system, just like a, a credit card. Got it. You know, the the credit ratings we have. So I think it would be similar to to that. That makes sense. Well, due to time constraints, because it sounds like I've got somebody now coming at 1.30. We'll see if he shows up. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's get right to this. So yeah. this article I write is was quite interesting, and I did find it interesting. It talks about someone who used to work for the FBI and quit in 2021 
Because the FBI just wants to work a certain way, right? Oh, our way works. Yes. We're not going to change it. Um, there's no need to change anything. He quit to start a company called Codex. And uh, it's spelled K-O-D-E-X. You'll see in the notes when you read them that I put a little transcriber notes uh, uh, coding in there to have me spell it out because I wrote spell previous word mm-hmm. which I wouldn't normally read out loud uh, I would just go back and, and do what I wrote but I'm explaining it because I'm sending them I'm sending you the notes yeah According to one of the paragraphs on why the company was formed, it says, quote, The 30-year-old Donahue said he left the FBI in April of 2020 to start Codex because it was clear that social media and technology companies needed help validating the increasingly large number of law enforcement requests domestically and internationally. Now, there's a there are there is a number that you are going to hear that you know, but I'm I didn't I stopped at the point where they are talking about specific numbers. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to go through all of those because I could have been writing for another while and this is already like nine pages long in Braille. Huh. Yeah. Verifying requests says the founder. Yeah, verifying requests says the founder is a manual process. His experience at the FBI showed him that things could change because in a lot of cases, they're sending faxes. And today, you can actually use services like eFax and OneBox and other electronic faxing services so you don't have to use paper. But for the once a month that I would ever send a fax, I'm not paying for a fax number anymore. Yeah. I don't really need it. I do a lot of my stuff by email. I think what I would do if if I were in that position is that I would, in theory, have a a sense space Dropbox folder like I do now or some other service and said okay upload your requests to this folder go to this webpage and upload your file yep the service will send me an email and I will go download it I'll review it and then we'll figure out what to do 
if it's valid, then I will, in theory, send you back a file using the same service which you will have eight hours to go get. That seems fair. Yeah. Now, if it's the middle of the night or late at night, I'll I'll allow a little longer, but. For notifications. For notifications. FaceTime. Oh my God. Join FaceTime call. Quote, Donahue said that when he brought the subject up with his supervisors at the FBI, they would kind of shrug it off as if to say, quote, this is how it's done and there's no changing it. Yep. End all quotes. According to another paragraph, there are at least 18,000 police jurisdictions in the United States alone. And all it takes is one slip-up for a hacker to get at data that can be used to do whatever the hacker wants. Uh Uh-oh. Quote, Codex is trying to tackle the problem of fake EDRs by working directly with the data providers to pool information about police or government officials, unless you want to say officials, mm-hmm. submitting these requests and hopefully making it easier for all customers to spot an unauthorized EDR, end quote. So basically, it's like a like a uh, a service where you know where you can go and 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 have things verified. Is this a valid request? This seems a little odd. Yeah. Coinbase, according to the article, was Codex's first customer. Never mind there. Never mind that Coinbase has a or at least. As far as we know, they haven't fixed it, but has a big-time security problem in their uh, applications where people can take accounts because the system will tell you that the email address isn't valid or the password's not valid instead of saying the username or password isn't valid or it doesn't match our records. Right. I hope to God they fix that crap by now. Yeah. Twilio confirmed it also uses Codex, but declined to go any further. I write, the JRN is unclear whether 
Twilio and Coinbase are the same company or not, but was in the same paragraph. And I write that because FreshBooks, as an example company, actually is run by a company called Second Sight Incorporated, or at least was. I don't know if that company still exists, but it was known. Five notifications. They also Five notifications. Second MLB group. Now MLB CEO versus SS about to start. That's only one Green company, lock. by the way, that that has done that. Mm-hmm. There could be others. So that's why I'm writing it that way. The JRN can't prove whether Twilio is a different company or not because it's it said it in the same paragraph and it didn't say whether it was a different company. Right. Just like our purchases are rated for fraud uh, potential by our credit or debit agency, a score is given (coughs) a rating based on how long an entity has sent valid requests versus someone who uh, versus someone or entity that didn't. They validate each request coming to an entity based on the emergency and whether it was sent from a valid police agency domain. They can do that already. So the first thing they do is validate whether it came from a valid agency. Then they go and see how bad the emergency is. They'll probably call the police or maybe it's done automatically. It didn't go into detail, but somehow they validate the emergency. Right. While one could be verified immediately, I write, the other could need more time, and a note is flashed on new entries or entities so that the recipient is aware that they should proceed with caution, I write. It's not saying it's invalid, but they want to verify the emergency to make sure it is valid and someone is in imminent danger. <coughs> the problem is that EDRs are not validated by the courts like cases that involve search warrant cases because it bypasses the courts in any type of review. That's the problem we've got. That's and a big problem. maybe this service can fix that. Hey, just be aware that this is this might not look so good, so just be cautious when sending this because we can't verify what's going on here. Right. We're going to email the company and we're going to verify whether there's an emergency and hopefully they'll get back to them uh, or call them. You know, maybe there's some way that they... It doesn't say. The article doesn't say. I'm making that clear. But there's got to be some way that they can validate that within within an hour. Six notifications. Messages. Now. Melissa Hahn. Good afternoon, sweet. Pa- Screen lock. Yeah. 
And we have chimes. Chimes. We did. Yeah, we did. Quote, fake EDRs have become such a reliable method in the cybercrime underground for obtaining information about account holders that several cyber criminals have started offering services that will submit these fraudulent EDRs on behalf of paying clients to a number of top social media and technology firms. End quote. There's my first of not catching an EDR because it writes it in UEB as ED sign R and it's an acronym. And so I've tried to change all of them, but I just found that I missed one. Oh. There's more, including information gathering by Krebs in public information made available from Meta slash Facebook, Apple, and others. So let's see what others have to say. And that is where the show notes end. So, as I said, you know, good topic, bad topic, uh, all around awful. Um, I don't think all around awful. I mean, kind of, I mean, it's a scary thing to think about that that could happen. But, yeah, I mean, I hope that that kind of, you know, verification system we're talking about, hopefully that at least helps. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for that it would help companies curve all of what's bad because we know actors will stop at nothing to get at data that is true so um that is where we are wow I don't want to scare people, but I think if it, if they're starting with the big companies, it wouldn't surprise me if they would start with by sending us email to us smaller companies and making up some story about you know turning over somebody's information or a contact phone number or, or anything else that they want because of seven notifications you know, something MLB. going on now roster moves. Green lock. I think right. what I would do is I'd tell them I'm going to call them and make sure that, that uh, there's something actually going on because I don't deal with things like this and uh, I will call you back and what number can I call you back at? Yeah. What number can I call you back at? Yeah, it's a good... Uh... And then if they don't give me a valid phone number, then I know that I'm not doing anything. Right. I think that's what we should be doing. Yes, it would take a lot of time, 
But you know what? It could save somebody's life. Yes, it could. Unless you deal with the agency on a regular basis. If you deal with the agency on a regular basis, I say go for it. But if it's a new agency, I would say if you get a request, validate it by calling the agency and asking if there's a case that's going on before yeah, you I think submit that's, it. I think that's a safe way to do it. So, I think that's what we ought to do. I think that's what companies in general should do. Why are we stopping, you know, the good old customer service, you know? Why don't I pick up the phone and call you? What? I called you to find out what we should do. Why? Because I, you're a participant of the show, and you're a reliable person that's been showing up lately, and you are allowed to give me your input on what, um, yeah, what uh, what we should do next? We should do next. Why do I have to do everything by email? I just called somebody last night to deal with some stuff. Uh huh. I'll be calling somebody else this afternoon. Uh, they've reported to me that Edge and our applications over at menv.org aren't working. It actually crashes. So and by I the way, find I, out why. So I saw. I, but how am I going to do all that by email? Yeah, I know. Speaking of email, I think uh, there was one that went to the wrong list yesterday. Should have gone to the MenV and it went to the security box. Uh, no, it actually went to this. Yes, I saw that. I subscribed. I actually subscribed one of our MenV people oh, to okay. the list. And I think he was making sure that things were working because uh, I, w I want him to be on the list so okay. that he's aware of what's going on in this industry. And so I subscribed him to Digest. So I think he was trying to make sure that everything was – I did see that and I did respond. So. Oh, yeah, I saw. I saw that too. Yes, I did. I was, I was aware of that. But that is um, – I know I, I, he's a bunny of mine that actually works for Menvy. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, what else do you have for the program today, Mr. Nick? Um, well, this is something I've been seeing several articles about now. Um, a passwordless future. Yes, um, Krebs actually wrote an article on it, and I thought that either it or something else should... Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's definitely one that's going to affect everybody. Cause I I saw the one, and I also thought I would cover. Um, combating breach fatigue oh yes or how about how hackers use uh, 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 smarts and a novel IOT botnet to plunder email for months I, I've got stuff I could talk about so you tell me what we should cover next if, and I'll start blogging some of this other stuff. Um, I am torn, actually, between the first one, the first article, and the combating breach fatigue. Now, that one was a while ago, so maybe it would be better to re- revisit that. Combating breach fatigue? Yes. So let's visit that next week. Yeah, I think so. I'll blog it, and um, we'll, uh, hey, this isn't Race Car Avenue. Yes, seriously. I think that's what we'll Seven do. notifications. MLB. Awesome. Six minutes ago. Roster moves. Giants activate 3B Evan Longoria. Place LHP Jake McGee. Lower back tightness. On 15 Oh, good. Evan Longoria is off of injury. Ten minutes ago. That's nice. MLB. Yeah, finally. He's a finally. Good the question, though, is... I hate to say Can it. play. Long will be off injured reserve. Wednesday. Yeah. And will he be able to play? That, too. MLB. Group. MLB, MLB, 14 minutes ago, MLB, COL versus, SF about to start, pitching, cool, COL versus. Oh, Michael said, Michael sent another article on the MLB, 52 minutes ago, you love it, we're used to seeing Vladimir Guerrero Jr. show off his strength just not in this way. Button, clear. MLB, one hour ago, SF lineup card submitted. cover this, the 9.8 severity rating. Clear. I think we need to hold off on the uh, breach fatigue. I think I, we need to cover. I think you're right. Are actively exploiting a big IP vulnerability of 9.8 severity rating. You happen to glance at that as well. I I think you're right, actually. I yeah. I think we better start blogging some of these and. Uh, look for the big ones like this one yes I think that's what we'll do so we got a 9.8 out there by the looks of things I haven't read the article yet I'm looking at email we're trying to decide what we're doing next week live on the air yeah (laughs) yeah anytime 9.8 is out there yeah that Probably should get that a little more attention. Yeah, that they that you don't have to do a thing. 
Right. So, yeah, we are covering that next week. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, maybe in two weeks we'll do breach fatigue. In three weeks we'll do um, passwordless. Yeah, I think I've got an idea how we can do this because then I can write them up and write these files ahead of time. And then I won't be feel so stressed. So. Yeah, we've got some topics for the next few weeks, I think. Boy, do we ever. So, Nick. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming on the show today. Sure. And oh my gosh, we didn't even hear Mr. Loud Music. And we didn't even hear Mr. Loud Music, and we pretty much started on time. I mean, um, I allowed for some extra time for people to come in, so it's not as though you were completely late, so... We'll, uh... Do that. Okay. So before Mr. Loud Music comes on, shall we end the room and I end the program and I it sounds like I've got a few calls to make? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I look forward to seeing each and every one of you next week. If you're on replay, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Please say hello. Email iMessage, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. Please make yourself known. Say hello. Don't be a stranger. Get on our email list. You know, uh, learn something because uh, there are too many people in this uh, community that don't know a whole lot and could actually fall for a lot of this stuff that we talk about. And so uh, I want people to know what's out there and and uh, what issues there are. And, and uh, I think we know what topics we're going to cover. I'm sure... I'm sure breach fatigued. I'll tell you that much. Right. I seriously am. It's like, you know what? This is a problem. Yeah, agreed. So... I should I play a couple of tracks? Should I play like one and then our normal track to end? I, 
I think so. I like that. Okay. Let's... Sit, play... One of my favorite tracks. Let's see, is this the right one? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I'm going to play one of my favorite tracks from an artist I found on eMusic. It is a 2015 album called Wider Circles. The group is Rising Appalachia. We will hear the title track. And then our track as we normally play at the end of each podcast by Queen. Another one bites the dust. Nice. Ladies and gents, I appreciate each and every one of you coming along. And we will be back next week with another great program for you. We'll talk about the landscape. We'll talk about what's new, uh, what people have read. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll cover this 9.8 ordeal. And we'll start blogging. Hopefully uh, I can juggle everything where I can work and blog because it hasn't quite worked out that way. Part of it is that I've been, I haven't been feeling well. So I'm actually feeling a lot better now. So that's good. <clears throat> Agreed. Nick. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being on, buddy. Hey, sure thing. And we will see you later. All right. See you later.
Another one bust the dust. Hey, hey. Another one bust the dust. Hey.